Hi, this is Scott with the Android Guys podcast. I'm sitting here with Luke. Hey, how's it going? What's going on, Luke? Not much, man. Just uh, living life. How's uh, how's stuff at home? Good, man. Kids are in school now. It's back to back to school life, so I feel like I can actually get stuff done during the day if I'm home and they're not. It's crazy how much time kids take from us. Yeah, well, and it's not even like <laughs> it's not even like they take that much time because mine are like eleven and fourteen, so they don't really want to do anything with you. They don't want to be around. No, they just want to play video games or whatever, and. But I feel like I can't get anything I want done because they're there. And not that I want to do anything that yep. they can't be around for. It's just there's always like a fight to stop or mm-hmm. something that they are asking or I need them to do something. or You know, it's like yeah. But when they're gone at school, I've like redone my whole like crafting room downstairs for like doing miniatures and putting together like Warhammer stuff. And then, it feels like you have so much more time. Yeah. A lot yeah. more time. Um, but, yeah, that's really all that's going on. I've kind of delved back into minis and stuff. That's cool. How about you? Well, uh, so mine's graduated. Yeah. Now that school's back, he does not go back. And so this is the first time we haven't had to deal with back-to-school shopping. Right. Uh, supply list and figuring out who your teachers yeah. are. Like, why do I need 17 boxes of Kleenex for my son? Right. Like, yeah. Or specific types of binders and all that. Like, it just... Yeah, so, the okay, whole thing. Not to derail your life, but <laughs> this is a, something that is weird to me. I don't understand when we got to the point that we're buying supplies for school. Tissues? Yeah. Wipes? Glue. Scissors. Mm-hmm. Boxes of colored pencils. Like, all kinds of stuff that... It's really just shared for the class. It's not like your kids' stuff. Yes. Like, <laughs> they, they collect them ahead of, like, open house or something. Yeah. And then it's, like, a community thing of glue. Yeah. Where's the kid who just gets his glue out? Right. Like, yeah. when I was in, in school, mm-hmm. like, I had my whole box of, like, my stuff. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to spend the money on a certain type of marker yeah. that you liked and not, you know, the generic. But yeah. now it's just... Go grab some markers because we're going to do this craft. And it's yeah. like, no, my mom and dad bought me nice markers. Yeah. But somebody else grabbed them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yep. I don't know. I feel you, dude. I'm glad to be beyond that. Yeah, you are beyond that. <laughs> he's, uh, he's working now. So he he gets up before me. Hey. He's out of the house. Uh, hardworking young man. Yeah. Uh, he's right at that age where he is... Uh, Becoming an adult, he's yes. officially 18, yes. but at the same time, he still has a lot of childlike innocence. In he's him. a grown child. Yeah, and I feel like uh, it's it's a toss-up some days what you're going to get. Yeah, sure. But uh, it's fun to watch him kind of move the needle into adult right. in terms of like responsibilities and desire of responsibilities mm-hmm. and wanting to be like, you know have the house to himself right. just because it feels good to be home alone sometimes yeah, yeah. without like thinking, Oh, he's got to be getting into something. Yeah. He's just, just a kid. Yeah. Wants his space. So yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what my wife and I have been up to is kind of feeling that new, uh, sense of, you know, what our day is. It's not, we got to get home, make sure somebody's home for him. 
uh, he's coming and going with his girlfriend, so he's going out to you know dinner all the time, right. doing things. Did he catch up on all his homework at the end of the day? Yeah, like, yeah. You don't really have as much like uh, seasons of the year. I mean, like back to school season or uh-huh. vacation that you have to schedule because he's an adult. It's just kind of it's three it's, adults in the house. Yeah, and that's the. I mean, it's the first time for us. So right. It feels really weird to think like. Hey, your mom and I are going to plan to do this, and we don't have to worry about you being in school. Right. If you want to take the time off and go with us, by all means, let's yeah. do it. But yeah. yeah, that's it's been a fun few weeks to kind of feel that, you right. know, because he's still with his girlfriend being a year behind him. Mm. She's got school Dealing with some of that, so stuff. it's yeah. school nights, and he's home early instead of sure. you know staying super late and. So we kind of do appreciate that mm-hmm. because it does kind of keep him from being out and doing things. Sure. Because we know what boys like to yeah, do, both right. of us. So yeah. let's uh, let's talk about Android. Yeah. So we're getting back back into uh, our history of Android. Yep. We are, for people who haven't had a chance to check these out or if they're just jumping in right now, this is uh, kind of a historical look back on the various releases are all the key releases of android along the way Mm -hmm. and there's quite a few yeah Um, i mean we're getting ready to have android 12 yes come out here in uh the next few weeks i mean the beta is out and we're you know it's available for devices now so but that doesn't mean there have been 12 or 11 releases prior right i mean today we're going to talk about android 4.4 right and I don't know what number episode we're on, but it's not four. It's more than four. Yeah, we're not we're not at some point between four and five. And and there's just spoiler alert, there's gonna be more episodes between this and twelve. Yeah. Quite a few. Than eight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, That's math for everybody, in case you didn't know. It yeah, it's it's a it's a weird thing to kind of look back and see how the 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 release cycle and how things were numbered yeah and maybe why they were numbered and why certain things were added to a release instead of like let's wait and put it out right were these things rushed because you know and I I'm just throwing things at the wall but were these features that were you know we got to get them out because we're getting our hardware partners are saying, mm-hmm. you know, we need this or... Or is the market tension, market, you know, mm-hmm. you got to keep up with the next guy. So let's put this thing out. Maybe it's not quite ready or maybe it's we think this is where the market's going. So let's try yeah. and put our eggs in this basket kind of thing. It's been interesting to see. Yeah. So with the the podcast format, we will talk about the... The release of Android, kind of what happened uh, that was baked into or added to Android that kind of gave phones new capabilities, uh, tablets, and a little bit more um, made them smarter. I mean, these are smartphones that were really kind of uh, moving pretty quickly. I mean, we're starting to slow down here to get to almost annual releases. Right. But it's still, in the big scheme of things, there were a lot of features and functionalities added to Android along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about Android 4.4 KitKat. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the episode, we will discuss a couple of devices. We've got the 
Nexus 5 and an HTC handset yeah. uh, that was noteworthy. Um, so that's pretty much the format. If you haven't heard these before, uh, before we get into the actual nuts and bolts of Android, Luke, you will take us back in time and yeah. kind of get us in the mindset of where we were. For those of us who are old enough to say, oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or people who might be young and say, oh, my gosh, I remember when I was a kid that was on the radio or right. whatever. So hit me with some pop culture. What was uh, what was yeah. life like? Yeah, so we are going from uh, 4.4 KitKat was announced September 3rd of 2013. And it came out October 31st of 2013. And so in that time... These, this is the, the pop culture, the music, the TV, and the movies that were popular um, then. So if we go music on the Billboard Top 100, the top song that everybody was listening to, Royals by Lord. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, that makes it seem so much longer between that album and the one that just came out. Right. Because you know it's like, oh, it's been a while since she had that album. but Right. Eight years. Yep. Yeah. Number two on the list was Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. Yeah. And then number three was Roar by Katy Perry. And these all existed at the same time. These were all at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the music that was playing. If you're watching TV at night, there's probably three shows, depending on what your household looked like, that you were switching between of like, oh, I want to see this. Um First was Blacklist. Was it the debut? On NBC, debut of Blacklist. Oh, boy. Yeah, James Spader. Um, the other one was the Goldbergs, debut of the oh, Goldbergs. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. And this was like, oh, man, is this like our our generation's Wonder Years? Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, uh, and then the other one was MasterChef Junior debuted. Which means MasterChef debuted before that. Those do, you know what though? That one does feel like it's been with us forever. Yeah. But the junior one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You've, you've, That's eight years ago. You've got me all. Uh, you're yeah. doing things to my brain here. Well, it's going to get a little bit more. So, uh, movie-wise, uh, the the movie releases of that month around that month were Thor: The Dark World. Oh, so okay. yeah, we've we've kind of in the MCU. Yep, and you know this was the next Thor movie. Yeah, so this was Phase Two, right? Mm-hmm. Started to move into. Um, and then the other two movies around that time were uh, Bad Grandpa, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, and then Twelve Years a Slave. Wow. Yeah, doesn't seem okay. that long ago that that movie came out, but it was mm-hmm. you know eight years now. When you think about some of these movies, and, and they're getting more and more recent, but they just kind of feel like, oh, yeah, that just kind of hit its cycle theatrically, the on-demand, maybe hit a streaming, and I just haven't caught it yet. Yeah. But you're like, I haven't caught that in eight in years. Eight years? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thanks for doing that to Yeah. Me. Yeah. Welcome to the mindset of 2013, fall of 2013. Yeah, this is and well and this is a really cool release because it was the first one that had a 
a name to it mm-hmm. that was a brand. Right. You know, prior to it, it was kind of like these vague sweets, cupcake, yeah. donut, gingerbread, honeycomb. Well, it had a code name that we thought was the actual name. And it was in the code itself, mm-hmm. you know, so it was kind of expected. And I remember, you know, I'm looking at some of the old content on the site, and there was a lot of talk about, you know, this is going to be key lime pie. Yeah. Or KLP references mm-hmm. in there. And no, that was not. No. Nope. Uh, it was announced in September of 2013, but then released October 31st, KitKat. And this was a whole branding thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember seeing the KitKat bars? I do. At grocery stores and gas stations mm-hmm. that had the Android. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was such a thing for me to be like, you guys know that silly website that I've been doing yeah. for six years now? Yeah, it's a thing. It's that Android. Like People know what it is when they see it now. And it was. it really felt like it had come into like some kind of like, public awareness right and to be able to buy kit kat candy bars that had a chance to win you know uh a nexus 7 right or credits for google play like it was like wow this this is awesome but there were still people that were like what is what's google play yeah that's true because i mean it had really switched from the android market yeah not that long before right and Android was, I mean, really started to take off and pick up a pretty nice global market share. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it isn't like saying iTunes or right. on Amazon Prime right. or, you know, you can stream this on Netflix. Like you just, where'd you get that app? You know, mm-hmm. Play Store. It, it just didn't roll off the tongue. You didn't know right. what it was. But yeah, that was, that was interesting. I, I, I thought it was exciting and i and i didn't know how long it was going to stick around mm-hmm. like is this going to be the way KitKat is until the next version of android right i i mean do i buy these things just to show my love and let, mm-hmm. you know i i got them and gave them to people that i'm like dude check this out they're yeah. actually android shaped and yeah it, it was cool to see the branding of the logo uh just even like covering it uh from the perspective of like blog posts and news yeah. it was Kit Kat bars mm-hmm. and that actually came about because of uh an actual like one-to-one relationship from what i understand is the director of global partnerships uh john lagerling i think is his name he contacted nestle and kind of worked out that deal at Mobile World Congress earlier in the year, which is usually held in February. Interesting. So that was kind of like shored up. And the Google team and even the developers did not know that mm-hmm. it was kept so like under wraps. And they that's why you see the references to KLP and Keyline mm-hmm. Pie and that code was, this is a, a big surprise. Yeah. So KitKat, um, you know, when we talked about features Earlier in the releases, you had a lot of like, we're just going to throw all kinds of things out. Mm-hmm. And there are new features and functions, things that you couldn't do with a phone. And then you would assume over time, and what did happen is it became less and less feature heavy and more like behind the scenes and then uh, quality of life right. updates. The last one uh, that we talked about was Jelly Bean. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, um, 
ice cream sandwich that was the hollow right. UI that had like the blue. We talked about it being like a Tron like mm-hmm. uh, neons and it had its own UI. But this is an, another one that kind of took that and, and dialed it back. Right. And made it a little bit more um, n- neutral. Like it was. Well, I think it was their. F- this was their um, first public attempt to uh, to speak to that the F word that we've mentioned mm-hmm. in these last couple episodes of fragmentation. Yep. So they said, "Okay, we hear you. This new version, KitKat, is actually going to run." We 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 tested it on underclocked devices, right? To make sure that everybody who mo- well not everybody but most Android phones in the wild now will run this release well. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, if you had a phone that was a year or two old, you could have had anything from like two point three right all the way up, mm-hmm. and the idea of you know, well, my hardware isn't strong enough to get 4.0, right. 4.1 Jelly Bean. So this is one where, you know, it was designed to run smoother. Right. And that was the Project Svelte that mm-hmm. they did, where the last one was Project Butter with the UI, the buttery smooth UI. Right. This one, they actually said, okay, we're going to create an experience that can run on underclocked Nexus 4 phones and have them set to where they're single core. Right. You know, because now we're talking dual core processors are the norm. Right. 512 meg of RAM where, you know, now you're getting into a, a gigabyte, two gigabytes, you know, typical of a phone. And then a little bit lower resolution so that if this is all that's required to run 4.4, mm-hmm. the goal is to get that out there to a lot of these old phones and yep. kind of bring them up to parity to have that so that all of these android phones look similar so the Mm -hmm. consumers don't have this wait i thought i had an android phone why doesn't it have this right oh like i need a newer phone already yeah it it doesn't look like this or my i want i thought because i bought an android that i could do this right so looking back historically like that was a pretty ambitious idea right yeah for sure how successful was it in getting all these phones to 4.4? 4. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It, it didn't uh, – better in, in theory. Yeah. and But that would require phone makers and carriers to kind of take an, a, a, another or a refreshed look at devices that they were ready to kind of let go. Right. Well, and it also – I don't think a lot of the infrastructure was set up for over-the-air updates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were still having to upgrade and do things, like, connected. Yeah, and or they were just big, like, uh-huh. and it was just like, once it's available, that's it, instead of incremental stuff that happens now right. with software patches and things that it's like, well... Well, actually, we can fix something that was kind of broken at, you know, the main launch and then roll that out. But, yeah, this was a, a different time where you – when you would check your phone, there were, you know, the fan, like early heavy adopter kind of people were 
constantly refreshing their phones looking for that update available. Where do I go to download it? Can I put it on a can I download the file and put it on my memory card and right. update it from there? Can or? I force this thing onto my phone? Right. So that you know, and this is also a time when ROMs were still really big and right. people were flashing a custom build on their phone. Mm-hmm. And what's nice about this one is if you had a ROM that was built off of KitKat, then you knew that it was lighter. And yes. You were able to kind of make it more, uh, more, get more out of it on right. an older phone. Mm-hmm. But the, that flies in the face of who's buying those phones. Right. And it's like the people who are doing that are already buying the newer. Right. So it's not really a need, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the features that were in Android 4.4. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, hit me with one. Uh, I mean, Google messaging was was gone. So messaging is gone. Hangouts is in. You know, it, <laughs> it, it that has changed so many times I over know. the year. It's a whole argument. There mm-hmm. are plenty of opinion pieces on it. There are plenty of Reddit threads and arguments. And, mm-hmm. But that was, a, that was a pretty big deal to kind of look at and go, wait, I'm going to Hangouts now for mm-hmm. SMS and... MMS? Yeah. This is a, a time when, like, uh, some, uh, chat clients, right. you know, where people will start to kind of, like, gravitate around a particular one and say, well, this is where you message me. Right. I don't text anymore. Right. You can hit me on Hangouts. Right. Because it, it's on my computer. It's on my phone, my tablet. Right. Uh, so, yeah, to go to Hangouts, that was a... And now it's, you know, as we record this, we're a few months away or removed from Hangouts being sunset for the average user. Right. And it's interesting. I think it was a very ambitious idea. I think they were going the right path of Mm -hmm. we want to make it so you are connected wherever you are. Right. That's why they switched Mm -hmm. to Hangouts is you can get your messages on your computer or on your phone, either way. Um, and it just, it didn't quite work because it was foreign to people of, mm-hmm. I, I just kind of learned about text messaging in the last, you know, however many years. Yeah. And now you're telling me I have to go and get a, a, a new thing. And then I have to tell my friends that I text to download this new thing. If they want to text me. Yeah. And there were some, emerging text and SMS clients that people preferred. Right. So they would say, well, I'm going to install HandSense SMS because right. I like that. It gives me more, I, I can change the, the look of it. The, yeah. the, the UI is more unique and me. And mm-hmm. So it was kind of, you know, and that's always been the beauty of Android is that choice. Yeah. You know, and that still exists today and mm-hmm. it's still as popular as ever. Um, but it was kind of a, you know, you look at what Google has done, and it just kind of feels like there's always been two or three teams at work, mm-hmm. and it's who has the best option available today. Right. Uh, let's put that. Let's let's rally around behind that. Right. And put that out there. Um, so yeah, that was that was one of the features. Uh, another one, a case of something going away and something else taking its place was the gallery app mm-hmm. that we had seen for so many years it felt like and yeah. it was years but 
that was gone, and we started to make our way over to Google Photos. Right, which is still going strong. Still going strong. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah. Um, I remember around the launch how the idea of being able to kind of like have a shared album and people can like upload their own photos and kind of collaborate. Right. Some of those things that we kind of look at today that are just like, Man, I don't even think twice about, mm-hmm. you know, we both went to the same concert. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just create a shared folder right. and upload some of our favorite pictures? That's, you know, we don't think about that at all, but that wasn't possible Yeah, until, like, the Google Plus photos mm-hmm. had come in. Uh, and that was a whole other thing with Google Plus and its oh, social. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I felt like they got... Uh, they were i'm trying to think of a good metaphor here like they were driving into the the, the right town yes they were headed in there and it was going to be a viable competitor to yep. facebook at the time but it was like they took a couple of wrong turns yeah or they didn't go down the right road long enough well it it was almost like it was they they saw Okay, so to use a little bit of your metaphor, if Facebook is like the big box store, mm-hmm. Google was like, we have a big box store too, come over. And, er- and everybody's like, well, but we're already parked here. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't really want to drive across the street. Like, it's, I'm here already. It was, you couldn't take people away from Facebook. No, because it was already getting to everybody they knew were get was getting yeah. on it. And then it was like. I, why do I need to switch? Why should I switch? Google Plus had a lot of love early on from the people who just loved Android. Sure. And it was like, well, heck yeah, man, down well, with Facebook. This, this fits with, with all my world and everything. Yeah. Well, and when you think about the idea of sharing things, you don't, I mean, they had it right. You don't share everything with everyone. Right. You don't need to see the stuff that I'm sharing about this particular topic. But right. I have a small group of friends that, you know, if I want to post pictures of the Lego set that I built, they care. Right. You know, so it was kind of a neat thing with the circles and the groups and, but it just didn't attract the new user. Right. And the people who had already had Facebook weren't saying, well, this is actually better. Yeah. Uh, And then Facebook had the the single login, single sign on thing ahead of Google doing that. Yep. I'm still surprised sometimes when I go to a service to sign up when it shows that I have the ability to sign with my Google account. Yeah. It still feels kind of like, oh, these guys are with it. These guys are kind of ahead of other places. Yeah. So that was, you know, what was going on, you know, at this time. Uh, A couple of other features, you had the ability to say, well, (laughs) we don't want to say it while we're in this office. But the okay... G yeah, <laughs> to uh, launch voice search. Yep. Uh, play a song, send yeah. a text, and do those things from your phone. From anywhere. Um, yeah, and that was that's a that was, was a big deal. It, well, it was, yeah, it started to feel a little bit more like it, every time there was an iteration with okay yep. things, um, it felt like more of. I'm I am getting closer to the future yeah. of what I think 
my phone should be able to do. It's getting smarter and it knows me better. And I don't have to I don't have to look at it anymore. I can just say, "Hey, yeah. do this play this me. song." Yeah. And it and it says, "Okay." It it's starts to feel more and more like an assistant instead of a search engine. Right. Instead of something that can power searching your phone for a contact, but yes. to actually say, "Hey, I know what your intention is here. Let's do it." Yeah. You know, so it's come a really long way, but this mm-hmm. is the start of being able to do that with your phone. Yep. Uh, hit me with a couple more. Uh, full screen album and movie art on your lock screen. So if you are playing something or casting something, mm-hmm. you could see that. Which uh, was cool. Yeah. And like it was with the right artwork and the colors that they had kind of come up with with their Google Play Music. And mm-hmm. It was kind of. It was nice. It felt like, oh, this actually is a little bit more polished than, you know, the the Google or Gmail experience at the time was kind of like the grays and the blues and mm-hmm. the reds and just kind of, I don't want to call it Spartan, but much more utilitarian. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was this is the app and then here's the cover of the album you're listening to. And, and then it went to, this is the album you're listening to and kind of feels designed within your phone yeah like yep. this is part of your phone more than just you're using and an app the, the player alone just by changing that stuff really kind of made it feel like mm-hmm. hey these are uh polished uh intentional choices that you're making and not just yes this is an ugly player right um and then just other ones were just kind of smaller updates mm-hmm. but they were still cool things that you know are still around now and that we use uh, a smarter phone app mm-hmm. that um, you could see who called most or you would, yeah, it would kind of present to people when you open it up, you're like, I'm probably calling one of these yes. four or five people. Yeah. Which is like, it makes you think back to the T-Mobile. Right. My fives, my, my fives, my yeah. faves. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, there was smarter caller ID. So you could look up from maps and, and so if somebody's calling you yeah. and you don't have them in your phone book, it, it would pull from their, like we know this phone number. Yeah. It actually is this business. And sometimes you would get like, depending on what was in your phone, if you had, uh, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, if I had uh best buy on the strip as like uh B buy strip yep. saved for some reason, it and you know you get a call. I don't. I never got a call from Best Buy. This is an example. Sure. They would call and it would be like Best Buy Canton or B Buy Strip. Yeah, like, yeah. And it would try and guess you know who was calling you or. And that was that was cool because up until then it was just like caller ID and and data networks weren't quite as fast. And so mm-hmm. now we're getting into four G. Yeah. So it's able to kind of take this and query it quick enough to give you a result in real time. Right. Before they hang up and say. I don't know who that was. Mm-hmm. Now you get a call and it's immediately scam likely or whoever the business is right. on the first ring, yep. you know exactly who it is. So yeah, that was, those were, again, those were nice, like um, quality of life. If yeah. you've, if you've been with Android and gone through different iterations, these are really nice. If you're first getting into a smartphone at this time and it's your first time kind of playing with it, you can't truly appreciate the changes, sure, but you can appreciate the capabilities, right? You know, so you can. It's a good jumping-off point to say, "Hey, 
uh, I finally got a smartphone, and I really like it. Yeah. I, I like the caller ID is pretty cool because I don't have to know who it is, mm-hmm. you know, so your aunt or, you know, neighbor can talk about it and say, actually, have you seen this? This is pretty neat. Yeah. So the one other feature that I had written down was the immersive mode, which is when you're playing a game, mm. it gives you the ability to kind of get rid of that notification bar at the top yeah. and the navigation bar, yes. those buttons at the bottom. Yes. So if you wanted to play a full screen game, you got a full screen game. Right. It was up until then, it was just static. Those were always there, yeah. always showing. And your real estate for the game was just going to be, you know, 75, 80% of that screen. Right. Where now you can truly mm-hmm. get that thing to stretch. So, and today, you know, with these edge to edge screens with the hole punch cameras mm-hmm. and the, you know, even under display f- cameras sometimes. Yeah. So now you're getting like a full experience. And now that we use more of a gesture based mm-hmm. navigation instead of those buttons, it just kind of feels like, well, it's a, it's a nice big screen and I don't want it to be taken up with, you know, utilities and toggles right. and buttons that I'm not using. So yeah, that was, that was one of the ones that I was a fan of because you could see that in some of your games immediately. Yes. Oh, when I open it, it feels like it's like being at a theater Mm -hmm. and this scene is an IMAX. Right. It's like the camera, the screen expands a little bit and says, Oh, this is actually, my phone just get bigger. This feels, this feels nice. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, those are really the, the main things that I had written down. Um, Anything else that you can think of software-wise? Uh, two, two just really small things. The ability to do mobile printing. Yeah, well, uh, you know what? I mean, the 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 idea of printing is is completely different than it was at that time. Yes, we were still printing out a lot of a things. lot of things. Yeah, when now it's just it's on our phone. It's a lot of digital signatures or digital things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to say, well, I've got this pdf that you sent me and i need to print it i'll send it to the office or print it out when i get there i have to open my computer get on my email like oh no i actually can just open it from here and and print it yeah essentially share well the the caveat there was still if you had a printer that supported mobile printing and the the google cloud print right yeah so there was it's come a long way it's a lot easier now yeah but and but how often do we print now yeah exactly (laughs) we're not doing photos like we were. Everything's no. shared online. Everything's in the cloud, so you don't need a paper copy of mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, but it is. It's a lot easier to take something and say, "Well, I need a, a physical copy of this in the office," and just you know share it to or print it out and have that. Uh, so that yeah, that was a, that's a big one. And then the the last one is just emojis in the keyboard. And <laughs> that's something that. I didn't think was going to be where we are today with I it. know. I thought, we, you know, so I don't even remember when the Emoji movie came out. I feel like it was maybe around this time, possibly. I'll, it was a while ago. I'll look that up here. All right. But I, so, yeah, emojis were a thing, and it was like, okay, I can see this being a fad for a little bit and then, like, dying out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, here we are. 2021 and they continue to add it's to part them. of our language now well and it's so recognized uh that it's like the characters and things are easy to pull up they're in tweets they're mm-hmm. in email subjects they're in 
I mean, we we now, you know, spoiler alert, have the ability in our keyboard to type a word and then just replace it with the emoji if you don't know the emoji yeah, for if, that word. If you're writing, you know, rocket to the moon, yeah, it'll give you rocket and moon yeah, you know, uh, emojis that you can do. And I, I thought it was just like this fad little um, shorthand. Yeah. But the fact that they continue to add so many categories and so many uh items to those respective well, categories yeah, and now variations on those items right you know you yeah so the skin tones skin tones or colors the hair things. and then the, like the google keyboard will even mash them up for you so yes. it'll suggest mm-hmm. you know a couple of options based off of what you have used previously yeah. yeah so 2017 yeah okay. emoji movie so right. kind of split the difference here a little bit early yeah still. so yeah. about four years after this mm-hmm. and about four years ago so. wow Let's do a quick break, and we will talk about hardware. Yeah. We'll talk about the Nexus 5 and then the HTC One M8. All right. Be right back. All right, we are back. We're back. That was a long time. I know. It's always interesting when you watch a TV show mm-hmm. and uh, they say we're going to take a quick break, like yeah. a game show, or you listen to a podcast and they say that. Yeah. You wonder how much time they really spend right. on that break. If you're wondering about us just now, you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll tell you guys. Okay. But... I'm going to put that behind a paywall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For uh, the next person to email us. Yeah. Email us at podcast <laughs> at androidguys.com. Slash podcast. No. If you just email me, I'll tell you. <laughs> if you're listening to this, podcast at androidguys.com. Email me. And I will tell you how long we spent on our break. <laughs> if you if you really have to know. If you have to know. We, we have that info for you. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about devices related to Android 4.4 KitKat. Yes. Um, there were two notable ones that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, one at the launch. Yes. Ready to go. One. Proof of concept. Proof of here's the phone and the software that mm-hmm. we think consumers should demand or get. Right. And then one about six months later. Yep. From... A company that's no longer putting out phones for Android. Yes. That, uh, but at the time a, was one of the big pre- players in yeah, Android. Yeah, one of the premier and one of the only companies that, I don't say only, they were a company that wanted to kind of keep its toes in the sandbox of premium yes. for a long time. Yes. And that might have been their downfall. Because I think so. when you look at where people spend their money and how often they buy a phone and what mm-hmm. they expect, you know, the the numbers bear out that it's the, the $200 phone, mm-hmm. not the $600, $800 phone. Right. So. Well, I don't know anymore now. It's hard. Well. well yeah. Well, they truly are. <laughs> if you look at the, the statistics. Yes. People are spending on the cheaper phones, right. they're buying last year's generation. They're just fine with it. Sure. However, when it comes to like financing phones, yes. I think it's that top of the line. Absolutely. 
you know, if it's a phone that's 300 bucks, people are like, I'm not going to spread that out. Right. You know, I'll just buy last year's model and just pay outright or whatever. Right. So let's talk about the Nexus 5. Yes. LG again. Yeah. So LG was still kind of doing pretty well for itself. It was. And this was the second mm-hmm. in a row mm-hmm. for the Nexus Yes, uh, for them. So the Nexus 5 was available in black and, well, it was white mm-hmm. at the launch. Mm-hmm. But then a few months later, they gave us a black version and a red version. Yes. And they look pretty cool. Yeah. You it know, was a cool looking phone. For the first few generations of smartphones, a lot of people, it was just black. Yes. Black, gray. And when something was offered in white, it was huge. Yeah. There was something that people chased. And yes. when you saw somebody that had one, you're like, oh, I got to get a white one. Yeah. You know, and once in a while, and you'll still see that with exclusives like Best Buy might have a blue one. Yes. Uh, so. A red phone, mm-hmm. really striking, and that wasn't the first one to do that. But to see somebody in the wild that had a red Nexus Five, kind of told me some things about them as yes. a user. Yes. Hey, you know uh, how to get your hands on one of those? Yeah. That was a different thing. You have discerning tastes. Yes. You are somebody I'd like to sit down and talk to. <laughs> yeah. It feels like you know what you got. Yeah. There's a reason you got what you got. You didn't. You didn't trip over. And end up with a Nexus phone. Yeah, you weren't just like, oh, I just need a phone. I like red. Yeah, they didn't really sell these. I mean, maybe. Ad. I bet there were a couple people that were like, I don't know. I want red. Yeah. Do they make phones in red? Just give me one of those. Yeah. How much are they? Um, so this was available in two storage capacities. Yeah. A 16 gigabyte mm-hmm. and a 32 gigabyte. Yeah. And the price, I mean, these were still priced to move. Mm-hmm. 350 and 400 yeah. So for 50 bucks more, it's like, dude, why don't I just go for that? But yeah. Now, keep in mind, you did have a micro SD card slot. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't want to spend the 50, you could use your existing micro SD card mm-hmm. or, you know, spend 20 to 50 bucks on expandable storage. Right. But that was, you know, 16 and 32 was a storage capacity for android that felt like we were going to take forever to get out of yes you know it iphone felt like it was moving quicker into the 64 and 128 yes you know so this was like well it only has this but as google would you know kind of see coming things were stored in the cloud people Mm -hmm. didn't have to store things Mm -hmm. you know on their device we relied less and less on local media yeah uh even for like photos and things now we're routinely backing these up and we don't we don't have the pain point of dropping and breaking a phone and losing all the pictures that we had on it right so that was well and more the other big thing for you know storage size was streaming music so if you were Mm -hmm. if you were listening music on your device you know if you were iPhone generation, it was you needed that storage because you had all of your iTunes. Yeah, you would sync your library. It was on the phone. Yeah. Um, And Android, you know, you could do that through some players. You could sync MB3s, but really it was, it was, you know, Amazon Music and, and, Mm -hmm. and Pandora. Pandora, Spotify, Spotify, you know, all of that stuff. They kind of leaned more into the streaming, you know, and that's kind of where we ended up. 
and on that side of it. There was an argument to be made about having the actual files, mm-hmm. you know, and title yep. when it came out with its streaming, but it promised it was like the lossless. Yeah. You know, it was truly the way it was intended. But, you know, as we've seen time and again, most people are happy with the good enough. Yeah. That this, I don't know what a bit rate is. Yeah. How does it sound? Can it sounds I like I hear it on the radio. And right. Or the fact that people played music and still do on their phone mm-hmm. does nothing to help the, the, the music, even if it is. Right. Even if they're playing through super expensive speakers, you have the fidelity of the speakers, but yeah, that only goes so far from playing still off of your phone. Yeah. So you're looking at data connection. You're looking at uh, the, the files that if you're using your own files, then you look at what was the CD ripped at, mm-hmm. you know? So that was kids today have no idea no. what they missed. Right. I, I mean, good for them. Sure. Because that was a whole ugly thing. It was, it was very, is very complicated. And I was all too excited to pay one small monthly fee to not to, have to worry about it to not have to worry about it yep i may or may not may not let me emphasize that done my fair share or a share of or have seen somebody else do mm-hmm. some downloading of i believe they're called torrent files yeah i mean i've <laughs> I, i'll say that was a whole thing man. i'll I mean, say i've i've listened to a couple files that fell off a truck on a digital highway yeah found their way Plenty. into my cd case in my phone Way, way, yeah. It depends on who's listening here. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a pain point. If somebody realized, like, hey, can you get me this album? Yes. Hey, is this available? Finding it, getting it, downloading, burning this ED, that was all a thing. Mm-hmm. It was all a hassle. Um, when you had the right channels, you would, sometimes I would just get, give me everything they got, and I would discover music that way. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this guy had a pretty cool collection. Yeah. You know, this is you know, kind of blurring the lines back to the Napster days even. Sure. But that's how music discovery was. Where now, you know, and this is a completely different tangent that we're on, but to your point of storage capacity, we didn't have to worry about that. Right. We didn't have to worry about, well, it only has room for so many albums. Right. I can just stream it. Right. You know, so data connections are a lot better. I'm on Wi-Fi all day, so I might as well just stream the music. It's just good enough for me. Yeah. And that's where we are today. Mm-hmm. So 1632. Um, and that kept the price point in line too. It did. Uh, let's talk about some of the other specs. Uh, yeah. At the time this had a um, pretty, uh, this was kind of an interesting benchmark that we kind of saw time and again for a while, the, the Qualcomm Snapdragon 800 processor. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah, it was a quad core. Yeah, and you're looking at 2.2 to 2.3 gigahertz, mm-hmm. where you're, you know, wow, that's as strong as my laptop. That's right. You know, the RAM and some. I mean, look, yeah, yeah, you're thinking along the the right lines in yeah. terms of performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're getting closer and closer to this is all you need. Yes, you know, especially when you're looking at what's in a tablet. Right. Uh, but in a phone. That was screaming. It was great. And when you paired it with, you know, that much storage. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think what the RAM was on that thing. 
Uh, well, I mean, while we're looking at that, it had two gigs. The two, so two yeah. gigs of RAM. So that was decent for a mm-hmm. phone. That was still, you know, right in line. But you had that processor that was starting to starting to creep up, like you said, in the into laptop territory. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, if this thing could get more RAM, this is this is like having a laptop in your pocket. Yeah. And we saw a couple of manufacturers right around this time try that. Yep. Let's you know, Motorola with the Atrix, they mm-hmm. made a whole dock of let's put our phone in here and have it be the brains of this dummy display. Right. Because this truly is all the brains you need. Right. Here's a big screen with a keyboard. Right. So, you know, and as we see with Chromebooks and things like that today, they, we don't need to drop that, Mm-mm. you know, twelve hundred to two thousand dollars on a laptop anymore. Right. These phones are getting very close, and this is also to the point of around the world, the first internet experience for some of these people sure. in other countries sure. is on a mobile device. Yep. So it's it's beefy and more than capable. Yeah. Uh, speaking of beefy, 4.95-inch screen. That was huge, right? Yeah. Remember how big 5-inch screens felt? 1920 by 1080. This is an HD screen. True it's HD screen. 5-inches or just under that just felt like, wow, this, is, this feels right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is... And I, I am one of those people that, you know, I don't have a very big hands. Sure. So I kind of like that five to five and a half inch sure. that we have now. When you factor in bezel and you factor in aspect ratio for the screen, mm-hmm. you know, this is at a point where it was just like, this feels like a nice polished yeah. design, uh, a screen that's big. And and the, that, again, to the point of the immersive mode, mm-hmm. things felt like, the games just had a little bit more room to, to breathe. Right. Uh, tell me about the cameras. Yeah. So it was an 8-megapixel rear camera mm-hmm. and then a 1.3-megapixel front camera, which, you know, the 1.3 front was pretty standard. Mm-hmm. The 8 was, like, top of the line. Yeah. It was this was a really nice camera. And one of the things that, uh, as I'm looking here at some notes that – Later, there was a a 4.4.1 update. So Mm -hmm. there was a small update that came out like two months after. Mm -hmm. And it gave the phone the capability to do HDR plus photos. Oh, yeah. Uh, That had some autofocus issues that it addressed and uh, some other like white balance and things like that. So it kind of improved that. Mm -hmm. Um, But the ability to take like short bursts of Mm -hmm. images and kind of you know, use AI or computational and kind of figure out what's the best shot. Yeah. You know, this is where it's one lens. Uh, Google's getting pretty good about, and they're really starting to lean into the camera experience for their devices. Right. Um, So it was, and this is, you know, a couple of generations still before the pixel line. Right. But it was like, okay, Google obviously has its sights set on, some smarts yes. around the camera. Yes. So even with other cameras that came out with uh, a second camera um, or ones that had, you know, higher megapixel count, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we as we see, it's not about that anymore. Right. It's just show me the results. Right. So 8 megapixel rear, 1.3 front. Um, 
micro USB. Yep. We're still, you know. Still there. Yeah, it's going to be a while before we see USB-C yeah. kind of hit that, like, maybe two years, roughly, mm -hmm. before you see it in a phone and you're like, oh, what's this? This is the new thing. Yeah. So you got to buy a new cable. Yeah. Right. So we'll get to that here in the future. Um, wireless charging. Big. Big thing. That was also in the four. Yep. Um, but that was just kind of like, okay, it's it's uh, a big enough feature that we think we're going to continue to include this yes. as kind of like a It, it a was catching on. Yeah. It was a thing. It wasn't because at the four, it was still like a proof of like, do people really want this? Mm -hmm. And we saw, we were starting to see by this time, uh, third-party manufacturers releasing, you know, some car docks that had wireless charging in it or, right. you know, computer peripherals that you could put your phone there to wireless charge. And right. this is just the beginning of that. Now they're a dime a dozen. They're almost everywhere. Yeah. But um, uh, it was, you know, it was a, a thing that was like, oh, yeah, this, okay, Every, they're, everybody's on board. Mm -hmm. This is a thing now. People want wireless charging. Did you ever own one of these? The Nexus five? Ride? No, I didn't. Neither did I. Um, I'm. <laughs> I have a chance to play with a lot of phones, mm -hmm. but I also find myself going back to things that feel comfortable. Yeah. And I tend to, you know, I don't. I I, I am acutely aware that I don't need as much as what some of these phones offer. Sure. And I always kind of like go back to like, well, what was I using at that time? It was probably something that was older mm -hmm. and I was totally content with, no, this is, this is good enough. Yeah. You know, there, I would run into people that are like, well, dude, this is your business. This is what you, you should have mm -hmm. the the top of the line or what, you know, you're, you're recommending this old phone. Like I'm a regular person, right? you know, because I cover it doesn't mean Right. I need to be driving. And same thing, you know, if you think about somebody who covers cars, it could be your beat, but that doesn't mean you have to drive. Your needs aren't the same as right. somebody. So uh, I, I did not spend too much time with the Nexus 5 other than reviewing. Sure. And uh, But I, I liked it. Um, I, I think LG did a pretty good job when they handed them the ball for a while. Oh, for sure. On that. Uh, let's jump forward a few months real quick mm -hmm. and talk about HTC One M8. Mm -hmm. uh, HTC had done the One model, yeah, and then they had the M7, the M8, and they had actually done a version of this that had uh, Windows. Mm -hmm. You remember they were still doing? I do. They had their two feet in yeah, different water. Yeah, Windows Mobile. So this is the uh, Android version. This one runs android 4.4.2 so still mm -hmm. kitkat but uh two um kind of patches later yep um this was uh, again this goes back to the you know if you picked it up it felt heavy yeah and it felt premium it felt kind of like well this is uh, obviously a more expensive thing mm -hmm. um i really liked htc right up until around this point yes i like some of their phones were so unique mm -hmm. But then when they kind of stuck with, uh, you know, this version looks almost the same as last year's, and it it just kind of fell flat for me. But Yeah, it's like they stopped innovating slightly. Yeah, it just became, yep, here's this year's. Mm -hmm. and, and you see that now with other phones, but it was like 
they did it too early. Yes. And they they did it to the point of like, well, I really can't tell the difference between these two. Right. Um, but I don't know if that was their intention or not. But yeah. this phone uh, was available in gray, mm-hmm. silver, and amber. And they, yeah. they always did a nice job of like, they just look like a nice polished phone. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't have the brand attraction that people. Yeah. I don't know anybody that went to the store and said, I want an HTC phone. Yeah. Well, which is strange because to me, this, this had, uh, HTC sense still. It was sense six and sense was just a, a little bit of a shell on top of Android. Mm Mm-hmm. That was their, you know, branding similar to how Samsung has some stuff or, you know, they've kind of gotten away from it a little bit, but they used to have their, their version of Android skinned on their phones. But this, the HTC sense to me never felt like it was blocking the experience of Android. It was just augmenting it. Mm -hmm. I felt like they did a really good job of making sense make sense Ooh, uh, you know i was wondering if you're gonna go there yeah, yeah. That. um but it would truly they they just they understood ui i think very well and, and how to make it look appealing to the average user without making it so that it felt like you were trapping you in some kind of ecosystem yes because we know samsung has other products and other services and right. it's hey if you want the best this all talks to each other. Yeah. Kind of like Apple. Like, if you're in that world, why bother going out? Right. HTC didn't have to do that. Right. It was, hey, we have Blink Feed. We have these other features that they're kind of cool. The yeah. HTC Zoe kind of thing that was like, oh, wow, I, I kind of like what you're doing here. Right. Um, I don't feel like you're trying to sell me something else, though. Yeah. So that was um, the software on that. Hardware-wise... Five-inch screen, yep. so almost the same exact. Mm-hmm. Again, nineteen twenty by ten eighty. Yep. Uh, this is one that the, the camera was. This is where talking about cameras kind of got hard. Yes. On phones. Yes. Because up until that point, even digital cameras, people just had this mindset that megapixels equals better. Yes. And this thing had a four megapixel rear camera but it was an ultra pixel yeah so which was very confusing to the consumer this is the newest thing but But, it has half of the megapixels of last year's truly they would be quick to say is this is essentially like a 16 megapixel like are you just trying to brand this ultra pixel technology yeah is it really is it really like a 16 or are you just saying that like is it that many pixels or yeah, I felt like that was a, an opportunity to kind of like you took a left when everybody was expecting to continue going right. Right. And when you start to introduce, even today we still see that a 64 megapixel camera, which actually it's a 16 mm-hmm. with you know the the processing it upscales it and makes it you know 64 megapixels. It's just a bigger file. Yeah, it makes it similar to a 64 megapixel. Yeah photo but it's really a, a 16 yeah so um around front though five a five front. yeah it, so is it, it was like a is the front better than the back exactly and on the, paper and it sounds that was what i think it was what was so confusing is like wait this has more megapixels but my selfies don't look as good as m- my yeah. photos still like it, it just was. It was a strange situation, mm-hmm. and the selfies looked great, but yeah. it still 
it still didn't look better than the back camera. How do you square that with these numbers that you're telling exactly. me? Yeah. Uh, round it out real quick. This also had a Snapdragon mm-hmm. 801. Yes. So it was like a slightly... Mm-hmm. Uh, Just the newer model. New. Yep, of the, the processor. Um, I remember this thing had the dot view case, and I really liked having this mm. mm-hmm. until I didn't like like it was like really cool to have but then it was also kind of a pain sometimes sure this is a case where it would actually snap onto the back of your phone Mm -hmm. and it had like this rubber like it just flapped closed Mm -hmm. and felt like it just wanted to stay on there but you could see through these holes it was like pixels of like oh it's got it looks like the time through here yeah or you could see the sun Mm -hmm. because it would light up and look like a pixelated sun uh you can see who's calling and do some of these things without having to like expose the screen to right. the elements or whatever. But that was a, a cool concept. And one of the only times that I was really kind of interested in having like a folio kind of cover. On yeah. My phone. And it was weird because it felt like an interactive case, which yeah. you never really had had before. Yeah. And it, it kind of paved the way for what we saw later from, well, them at Samsung mm-hmm. and LG with these cases that were. Wait, you're protecting it, but you're actually giving me things that I can see without having. They're not active, you know. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not asking me to take action on it, but it's passively presenting me things without completely draining my battery all day. Right. It's just giving me this part of the screen. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the. Yeah, I li- I like that version. Now this is also a time where, HTC and a couple of other phone makers, Sony. Um, thinking of one um they would do a google play edition of their phone right yeah which uh, for all practical purposes was that hardware with stock android Mm -hmm. and this was interesting because up until then htc was really you had to go with that sense yep and that look but it was you know keeping an eye on the followers and the community at, at that time that was a beautiful uh device Mm -hmm. and with stock android that was the one where the fans are like dude that is that's the one for me yeah if i'm getting a google play edition i'm getting the htc because their build quality yep so yeah that's the uh and that was march 2014 Mm -hmm. um luke you got anything else hardware software Mm -mm. cool uh so that's gonna do it now you happen to, I don't know, let's say you got into your buddy's car 20 mm-hmm. minutes ago and he was listening to this and yeah. driving down the street and you're like, this is kind of cool. What are you listening to? This is the Android Guys podcast. It's true. And we're doing a uh, historical look at Android. This is Android 4.4. Uh, so we're looking at uh, about a little over a third of the way into the life cycle of Android mm-hmm. uh, so far. Uh, so that's what this is. If you want to find us, you can pick us up on your favorite podcast app service. We're streaming pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really weird to see uh, podcasts in places that didn't used to have podcasts, like right. uh, Audible. Yeah. That was a weird one for me to see. Like, well, wait a second. My episodes, the shows are in Audible? Like, that's just books. Yeah. Mag- you know, now it's, yeah. So... Uh, wherever you're listening to your shows, if you get a chance, subscribe. 
you have any questions, feedback, or if you want to know how long our break was earlier, yeah. contact us at podcast at androidguys.com. And if you, uh, if you have any of these devices, like just shoot us a message of what you remember about that device. Yeah, because I, I know that some of the things we talk about are some people's first foray into Android or their favorite phone that they ever owned. Or their most hated, too. <laughs> They're like, oh, you know what? That Nexus 5, man, no. That sent me running to oh, Apple. Right, yeah. yeah. If that happened, let us know. Yep. All right, until next week, or next episode, I should say. See ya. See ya.